0: In-depth news features from NHK World Japan American washi pioneer takes on challenge of career. Sarah Breyer arrived in Japan in 1979, thinking it was just a stop on an international backpacking trip. But the country became her home where she'd become an acclaimed visual artist, whose work with washi paper is celebrated around the world. Her most recent project offered an opportunity to examine the role her art can play in supporting and reinvigorating cultural institutions in her adopted home. Introduction to Washi When she arrived in Japan, Breyer first studied woodblock printing. But a chance encounter with a Washi wholesaler sparked what would go on to become a lifelong obsession. Taki Yoshihiro remembers the day Breyer walked into his shop. She asked me if I knew any washi manufacturers, he says. I told her that my family has a mill and asked if she wanted to visit. He took her to the town of Ekezin in Fukui Prefecture, home to one of the oldest washi-producing traditions in the country, and introduced her to the artisans at his family's mill, who quickly took Breyer under their wing. I was probably the first foreigner to come into the mill, Breyer remembers. But they generously showed me their techniques. Breyer started making regular trips to Ekison, working with the artisans and learning the trade when she felt comfortable with the basics. She started experimenting one of the things I wanted to do was put coffee in the paper because I thought it would make a nice texture. The artisans let her give it a shot, but it washed away. It didn't leave any stain. Breyer says, laughing, Washi, which translates literally to Japanese paper, is made from kozo fiber taken from the inner bark of mulberry trees. The artisans mix it with a viscous liquid made from sunset hibiscus roots and groundwater, then strain it in a wooden vat using a bamboo mesh. Once the water drains out, the fibers interweave and form a delicate yet durable sheet. Over the years, Breyer has played with the kozo to create bold and unique reimaginings of traditional washi art. She has used fiber dyed in vivid colors, and added luminescent pigments to make pieces that glow in the dark. Her work has received international acclaim and has been featured in collections at the Smithsonian and the British Museum, as well as in commercial spaces in the US and Europe. Dedication at the Temple Many Buddhist temples house priceless artifacts, such as statues, manuscripts, and paintings. They are kept not as commodities— but as sacred objects that accompany the Buddha and provide inspiration to visitors during their prayers. The temples rarely acquire these items on their own, they are usually given as donations. Breyer Long hoped to dedicate some of her artwork to a Buddhist temple, and she was able to fulfill that wish last year. Fujita Kaseway, the abbot of Kamioen, a 600-year-old Zen temple in Kyoto, first saw Breyer's work at an exhibition in 2020. He was in a pitch-black room when he was struck by a vision. A crescent moon was glowing, he said. I realized she had used luminescent pigments in her washi. He was surprised to learn the piece was the work of an American artist, someone who had come to Japan and devoted her life to its culture. He thought her work would be perfect for the temple. Fujita believes Buddhism in Japan has become somewhat antiquated, losing its place in society, and is in need of reinvigoration. Before the country's modernization, temples used to be a place not only for religious ceremonies, but for nurturing culture and education, Fujita says. Young painters and poets were allowed to stay for free and engage in artistic pursuit. Temples functioned as schools for children and as community hubs. They must regain that role, or they will become obsolete. Fujita offered Breyer her complete artistic freedom to install an eight-panel fusuma door in a room where visitors meditate while facing a rock garden. Fusuma doors are rectangular sliding panels covered with a layer of paper or cloth. The idea was for Breyer's work to adorn the surface. At first, though, she struggled to imagine what kind of image would befit the old Zen temple. Over the course of a year, she traveled to far-flung parts of Japan, seeking inspiration. She worked through countless sketches. The breakthrough finally came one day on a visit to the temple. Fujita asked her to meditate with him. They sat together for about ten minutes, during which she says she had a feeling of flow and a feeling of continuity within the whole space. I felt how the building helps the meditators and how the Fusuma can be a part of that support. She realized her piece had to be a part of the building itself something that embraced and supported those who came to seek peace. Breyer returned to Eckeson, the home of the Washi mill, where she first fell in love with the material. She needed to work with the artisans who had taught her everything she knew, and who knew her style so well. They ended up collaborating on sixteen pieces over the course of two very productive days. Of these, she chose eight. On November 14, 2022, Breyer's panels were dedicated to Kamiyoen. Guests from around the world were there to celebrate the occasion. Breyer's fusuma is not kept behind glass, it is part of the everyday environment at Kamiyoen. Breyer says this impermanence is exactly what will give her work the eternal quality that suits the temple. More than anything, she wants the fusuma to be a natural part of its environment. I hope people can have a dialogue with the Fusuma, she says. And that it supports the practice here. Ebra Mickey. NHK World. Chief International Correspondent Slash Executive Producer. Ogawa Yuka. NHK World. Producer.